welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as, as if you are listening and talking about movies with your best good buddies. And of course, I am joined by my best good buddies. I'm going to introduce him to you. Uh, first up, you know him, you love him. It's the one, the only, it's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. What's up, y'all? And of course, you know her, you love her. She's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented, Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hey. And audience, we are joined by a very special guest here tonight um, because she wanted to hang out because unfortunately she does not live near us anymore or near me anymore. Uh, it is one of my former students, Miss Elena. Elena, say hi to the folks at home. Hey, y'all. always gets so excited when when there's another female on the show it makes me because it's a little less testosterone in the room whoa 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 Whoa. what does that mean oh yeah sorry i'm tired and i'm feeling sassy so it's gonna be an interesting show tonight (laughs) oh jesus oh snap jesus wept i'm excited well y'all we have an action-packed uh episode lined up for you tonight um before i go over exactly uh, uh, what we are going over tonight. Um, I just want to first say this. If you listen to the show, if you find that you really like what we're putting down, you're like, man, those popcorn prattle peeps really have it going on. Here's what I recommend to you. Go on iTunes, go on Spotify, go on the Podbean, go on Stitcher, go on your Amazon Echoes, uh, go on whatever you are listening to our podcast on. I want you to hit that subscribe button. I want you to go on iTunes. I want you to give us five stars, six stars, seven stars. I know those don't exist, but still, give us as many stars as you think uh, we are deserving of because every little bit helps in showing that everybody needs to listen to the Film Talk podcast of the internet. It's Popcorn Prattle. You heard? All right. So... Here's what we're going uh, over tonight. Uh, first off, we got our box office and red box it. You guys really enjoyed this. You gave me a lot of great feedback. So guess what? We are going to do it for you again. And let me tell you something. There are a lot of movies lined up. Some movies, a lot of movies we have never even heard of. So it's going to be very interesting whether we say it's going to be box office or red box it. Uh, next, we haven't had one of these in a while. We've got a go home DC you are drunk segment, baby. Um, and it is going to be way too excited about that. I, look, I am so I, I've been thinking about I've been thinking about this segment all week. I really want to get you all's thoughts on it. We're going to talk about it. And, of course, we're going to end the show with our main event of the evening uh, because we each got to see a movie, one of the movies we actually all got to see. We're going to talk about Wreck-It Ralph 2. We're going to talk about Creed 2. And then we're going to talk about Crimes of Grindelwald. You might as well just call it the sequel segment um, because that's what it is because I I just realized I just realized that like this Wreck-It Ralph 2, Creed 2, and then <laughs> Fantastic Beasts 2, um, 
Yeah, that's exciting. That's that's interesting, actually. Um, so we're definitely, definitely going to talk about that. Stephen, Lindley, Elena, are you guys ready? Ready. Ready. Yes. All right, guys, let's prattle. So first off, you guys know how we start off things. We always like to start off with a little bit of a nugget. So we're going to talk about um, uh, Deadpool 3. I mean, that's what not, it is. That's what it is. Not once upon a Deadpool. No, not not once upon but... a Deadpool. That's that's Deadpool too, but just a lot funnier. Um, or at least it looks a lot funnier. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, um, it's got Princess Bride references. How can you go wrong? Thank you. Exactly. I was like, oh, you're gonna frame this in Princess Bride. <laughs> what I'm, else can you want? I'm Wesley. all about it. Exactly. I'm, I'm really sitting am. here staring at my Wesley and Buttercup pop figure. So oh, I'm happy yes. with that. Oh, as you wish. Um, we're going to talk about... Uh, guys, of course, we're talking about Detective Pikachu. And, um, yeah. So, I saw the trailer. You guys saw the trailer, I'm guessing, as well? Oh, yeah. yeah. Multiple times. Okay. Yes. I, I watched I watched the trailer, and the first thing... I was kind of... I was kind of digging it at first. I'm not even going to lie. Um, and, and, and then... Um, and then um, Pikachu spoke. It's so off-putting. It's it's so off-putting. I don't understand like why. I don't understand why Pikachu has to speak. If you haven't seen the the trailer, um, I I highly recommend that you pause this podcast and go look at the trailer really quick. Um, and then when you come back, you'll understand exactly what I'm saying. Um, I I don't understand why Pikachu has to speak. In this trailer, um, the the premise of this movie. Now that we know what it's about, the premise of this movie is um, books from uh, the get down. Essentially, is the uh, son of a detective who tried to be a Pokemon trainer and he couldn't hack it as a Pokemon trainer, um, which blows my mind because Ash has been trying to be a Pokemon master for how many years now? Um, still can't do it. And he still can't. Like, he has not won one match. Hey. And he hasn't... Hey, what? A for perseverance, though. Um, Lindley, it's, is it perseverance when the Pokemon, like, are, like, feel so bad for you? They're like, I'll just get in the Pokeball, dude. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Wow, Mark. How many no. Pokemon, how many Pokemon has he kept, has he caught? Like, it's like, what, Pidgey? <laughs> like, Pidgeo, Pidgeotto? That's what he caught? Yes, he did. He caught... Oh, I'm sorry. Pidgeotto and Krabby. I'm, gonna I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody else felt bad for him. And he didn't even keep them. I'm sorry. That's neither, that's neither here nor there. Um, but books from the get down. Uh, his dad was, I guess, murdered or he just disappeared or something. And a Pikachu appears with the voice of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and it is it's it's off-putting because it's Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds at this point right now in his career he's no longer Van Wilder. He is only Oh no, Deadpool. he's Deadpool. Yeah, he's only Deadpool. So now when when Ryan Reynolds speaks, it's Deadpool. And and in such a movie that feels so Deadpool-esque, mm-hmm. that's a problem. That's a big, big problem, guys. I mean, I mean, what, what, what did you guys think? Well, here, here's my thing. 
I don't hate it. Oh. I, it's like part of me wants to hate it. And part of me does, but at the same time, another part of me was like, I didn't know I wanted this. Lonely, but do you want this? But I, I don't know. I'm still trying to decide myself. Lonely, My I problem is, let, let me finish. <laughs> I can tell you, you don't want Let that. me finish. <laughs> so, I don't mind Pikachu talking. Hmm. Like, Pokemon have talked in the past. Like, Meowth talked... Mewtwo talked, but the voice fit the Pokemon. You, I don't, I don't mind Ryan Reynolds, but it is really off-putting to see a, a Pokemon that's always like, Big up, big up, sound like Deadpool. It that's doesn't. Pretty, that was pretty that's good. That's pretty good, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that. That was, that was a snap. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it just something doesn't fit. The comedy works, but the voice is still like I don't hear Pikachu. I just think Ryan Reynolds. Also, one more thought: furry Jigglypuff standing over an unconscious body holding a microphone is um, my spirit animal. <laughs> Lindley. Oh no, Lindley. I feel like eventually this is going to lead to another. Suicide Squad moment for you. You're you're going. I'm not saying I'm on board for it yet. I'm intrigued. Literally. I'm intrigued. I don't understand it, but maybe sometimes you don't have to understand it. Okay, okay, Lindley, Lindley. You know what? I respect your opinion, no matter how wrong it might be, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just playing with you, Stephen. It's gonna what, be what, one of those nights, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Marcus might have it out by. I'm, I'm wilding out. Lindley's over it. It's gonna be a good time for everybody. Oh, Stephen, and that good time is gonna end as soon as Stephen starts saying. talking. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, what about what about you? Oh boy. Um. Okay. I'm going to try to pick my words carefully here. Was anyone else a little uncomfortable by Jigglypuff's un- appearance? Yes. Like, oh, like she oh, looks yes. suspiciously like uh, another um, hairy something round and flesh colored. What? It was off-putting. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Steven, what do you think Jigglypuff looks like? Um... Well, they usually come in pairs. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it, but I'm like, it's true. That's what I thought it looked like. It looks ew, so off putting. Ew, 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 That is ew, so ew, gross. Ew, ew. How am I gross? They're the ones yeah. who spend your billions gross. of dollars animating it. I take it back. I absolutely disagree now. Not what nobody, I like Nobody agrees with you, you freak. <laughs> to quote The Rock, you sick freak. I'm just saying, it, why is she flesh-colored? Why is she like... But, like oh my God, Steven, stop talking, just, please. Stop talking, please. Stop talking, please. Stop talking, please. Stop talking, please. I don't want Jigglypuff to be my spirit animal anymore. Oh my God, why are you speaking? Oh my god, would you talk about the trailer, please? 
That's not Jigglypuff. Oh my Wait, god. Lily or me? You! you Lily's not speaking! Oh. Well, um. Never mind. Never mind. Lindley, Lindley, Stephen just saved us from having a fight because we just had to unite against Stephen and his perversion. I'm always on your side. I'm not the one who made this movie. (laughs) I'm always on your side. Oh my god. Do something like this. Stephen. Well, what can I say? They had a multi million dollar project and they blew it. It looks awful. Don't say those words when you're talking about what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't sit there and come up with any other words. Jesus, wept, Stephen. All right, enough, enough, Stephen. Lindley, I mean, not Lindley, Elena, would you please, would you please uh, tell us your own thoughts on Detective Pikachu? Did you like it? Did you love it? Please don't talk about Jigglypuff. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to lie. The only thing in my mind right now is Jigglypuff. But... <laughs> you hear that, Steven? Look what you did. I didn't do it. Legendary no, sh- Entertainment did. Shush. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I am kind of somewhere in between Marcus and Lindley at this point. I am kind of weirded out by the whole concept, I think. But I also can't particularly say that I enjoy Pokemon to begin with. Mm. So I think that probably kind of takes me out of the discussion a little bit. Uh, It's definitely not something that I'd choose to see on my own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm interested in the discussion surrounding it, for sure. I think that's, I, I think you made up a good point. Is that like, you know, as much as we might have an opinion about Detective Pikachu, I I really don't have any intention of wanting to see this movie, you know, to be quite honest with you. Um, I might see it when it's, you know, when it's out on video. You know, if it's on TV, like, I'll probably see it. But, I mean, ultimately, I mean, I'm not going to, in a, in a, in a world where we, you know, we just got the trailer for... Um, the Lion King, which looks phenomenal, by the way. Um, Holy cow! Yes, it does. You know, I. You know, it's like, why would I want to go see Detective Pikachu when I can see the Lion King? You know, and it's like, and, and it's and it, and it's kind of sad because Detective Pikachu is, you know, technically that's the original work. Yeah, that's the original movie. Um, the Lion King is a remake of the cartoon, and yet. I am more interested in seeing The Lion King. Hell, I'm more interested in seeing Aladdin um, over Detective Pikachu. Okay, okay, well, in The Lion King's defense, it has Beyonce. And also James Earl Jones. So Is it bad that for, I'm not excited about Beyonce in this? For me, it's it's all about Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I didn't even go there, but yeah, that's... Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's... Ooh. Beyonce, I think Beyonce will do well. You know, of I think she will. I think She's it'll Beyonce. sound yeah, it'll sound great. You know, but um, I don't think hers is going to be the incredible performance that makes the movie. Right, right. I th- no. I think if I it's think of anything, it's, I was just I was literally just about, <laughs> see once again, Lindley. Why do we even play this game of like we're going to disagree because we're not going to disagree ultimately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but audience, let us know what you guys think about Detective Pikachu. Do you? 
agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Are you kind of in between like Elena was? Um, let us know in the comments, um, especially in our Facebook group. Hey! Because um, we got a lot of activity in there. Um, audience, it is now time for our newest segment, Box Office or Red Box It. Now, this particular segment, um, this is all about trying to figure out whether or not you should go see a movie in the theaters or maybe should you just go ahead and red box it. Um, I'm going to say what the movie is. I'm going to give you a brief synopsis on it. Um, and then we're going to round table it. We're going to say whether or not we're going to box office it or red box it. Um, and then we're going to explain why. But this time... Um, Elena here is going to be our timekeeper, and Elena is going to give us 30 seconds apiece. So whether or not we take the full 30 seconds or not, that's one. That's an entirely different scenario, um, but we're only going to get 30 seconds to talk about these different movies and um, hopefully, you know, help you make a, make a good decision, you know? Maybe and maybe some of these movies that we might say are are right, or maybe some of them are wrong. I think we got it pretty much right last um in the last uh, uh round. Um, but we definitely need to double check, and um, maybe we'll put that up on Instagram or uh, Twitter. So please stay tuned for that. Um, okay, are you guys ready? I'm gonna go through yes. the first movie. Sure are. Okay, so the first movie that we got, it actually came out this week. It is Robin Hood. Um, and I'm going to read the uh, brief synopsis. Um, and it is the briefest synopsis of all time <laughs> because uh, it actually doesn't have one, guys. Um, it is uh, essentially, it just says, um, it is based on the tale of Robin Hood and follows his training by John to steal from the sheriff of Nottingham. That is the only um that is the only uh synopsis that we have for this movie. Um I'm not going to tell you what the reviews have been like, um but I I'm sure you can probably guess. <laughs> let's 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 round table this. Um who would like to start? I mean Okay, go ahead, Stephen. Uh, red box at our box office, and don't explain why. We'll go through that in a second. Uh, this is going to be a hard red box for me. All right, Lindley, what about you? I'm going to say box office. Mm. Uh, mm. Elena, what about you? Box office. I am going to surprisingly have to agree with Stephen. I kind of want to red box this. Um, Stephen, we started with you. Stephen, uh, 30 seconds starts now. What, uh, why? Okay, so aside from the fact that I did not hear about this movie until literally yesterday, so way to way to drop the ball there, advertising. Uh, Robin Hood is just one of those stories that unless you find a really creative way to uh, do it, it's kind of like a Christmas carol. You see it once, you've seen it a million times. You don't really need to do it again. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. All right, Stephen, thank you very much. Um, Lindley, your time starts now. Listen, I'm not saying that this movie is going to be good, but you know what? <laughs> it looks like a fun time at the movies. Now, mm. get your matinee prices, 
turn off your brain for a second and enjoy just a fun action movie. I do think the cast is going to try to give it their all, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. Nice. Elena? All right. So I totally agree with Lindley. I think it's going to be a really entertaining movie. I don't think it's going to be excellent by anybody's standards, but I think it'll be fun. I love Taron Edgerton. I love Jamie Foxx. I think it'll definitely just be a fun take on the Robin Hood story. Nice. Um, me. So, um, look, I, I agree with you, Lindley. I think that this is a movie that you can definitely turn your brain off. I just feel like I'm going to see this movie on FX. Um, I don't need to <laughs> see, I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah. need to see it in theaters. I don't need to pay the money. I don't need to pay like $12 or, or even on $5 Tuesday. I don't need to do that. And listen, I, I agree with you, Lana. I love Taron Egerton too. I think he's great in Kingsman. I would love to see him do more stuff. I love Jamie Foxx. I love Ben Mendelsohn. Um, Jamie Dornan is in this for some reason. Excuse me. I just don't feel Marcus, like this. Up. Your time is up, Marcus. Yeah. I just don't feel like it's a good movie. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, let's go through our second movie. And it is... Ooh, guys, we're going to talk about Green Book. Um, this movie has... I, it, it popped up on our radar last month. Um, and I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm very excited about it. Um, but here is the synopsis. It is a 2018 American comedy drama film about a tour of the deep South in the 1960s by African-American classical pianist Don Shirley and Tony Valongo, a white Italian American bouncer who served as Shirley's driver and security. Okay. Um, so this film gets a title from The Negro Motorist Green Book, a mid-20th century guidebook for Amer African-American road trippers. Um, yeah. So let's roundtable this. We're going to do the same sequence again. Steven, what do you think? Red box it or box office? Uh, red box. Lindley? Red box. Elena? Box office. I am going to say box office as well. Steven, we're going to start with you. 30 seconds, go. Um, I I don't really know who these characters are. Mm -hmm. Is this based on a true story? It is. Yes. Okay, yeah, I don't know who these people are. And while I'm sure it's probably going to be a good movie, I'm just kind of looking at the stills and the color scheme, and I just kind of feel like this kind of looks like something that could be done as a TV movie. Honestly, or something on Netflix. Okay. That's my thing. Gotcha. Lindley, go. I definitely have to agree with Steven in that I love these actors. I love Pico Mortensen. I love Marshall Ali. They're both super, super talented. But the way the trailers have made the film come across, it does seem either like a kind of hokey Netflix movie mm. or like it's trying too hard to be Oscar baby. And that's what's got me a little worried. Mm. Elena I'm really excited for this because I love both of the lead actors and I love a period piece there's nothing else I can say about it I'm just excited <laughs> me and you look I love Marisha Ali I love Viggo Mortensen I think both of these two combined I think this is money 
Um, I again, I just feel like this is a. Um, I said this to somebody. It was. It's like driving Miss Daisy, but in reverse. Um, and I think that this could be one of those classic films that we talk about for a very long time. And I think that this is a movie that we definitely need to see in theaters. And also, too, uh, to point out what Lindley said, it's definitely Oscar bait. Yeah. <laughs> it's, definitely yeah. Oscar, it's definitely Oscar bait. You know both of these guys are going to be nominated um, for an Oscar uh, this year. Um, all right, we're going to continue on. We're going to go with Roma, which is actually coming out on Netflix. Um, Roma is, um, as soon as my computer stops freaking out on me. And there we go. Um, so, Roma. Set in the early 1970s, the film is a semi-biographical take on Quan's upbringing in Mexico City and follows the life of a middle class family and its live-in housekeeper. Hmm. Just based on that that alone and the title and it's on Netflix we're going to switch it up a little bit as far as box office or red box it's going to be <laughs> you know red box it or Netflix it. Uh, Steven what are you going to do? Uh, well I guess Netflix. Hmm. Uh, Lindley? Um, maybe Netflix. Elena? Redbox. I am, uh, I think I'm going to have to say Redbox on this one. Um, Steven, you go first, please. Uh, so really a technical reason why Netflix, if that's the uh, format that it's intended for, then that's the format I'd prefer to see it in. Um, Another one, I do think this is kind of an interesting topic um, that uh, just from a personal standpoint, I'd like to, I, I'm always kind of curious about these uh, semi-autobiographical kind of films. So yeah, it's kind of interesting to me. I said somewhat Netflix because I have heard a lot of good buzz around this movie and I want to see what the hype is for mm. but there's oh my gosh there's so much in my Netflix queue I still have to see Outlaw King I still have to watch oh Sabrina God, yes. and yet I just watched <sighs> Sex in the City the movie for the fifth time and yes. I don't know what's wrong with oh my, my God. Me, Elena me and you oh my gosh why are you the same person I don't <laughs> I don't know, but I love <laughs> I don't know Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm kind of on. I'm with Lindley on this one. There's so much happening on my Netflix right now that I can't even think about putting Mm. more things in there. Especially not something that I feel like really needs to maintain my attention. Ladies, unfortunately, I have to disagree. I, I mean, I have a lot on my Netflix queue as well. Um, but when I think about what I have on my Netflix queue, eh, this ain't it, Chief. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not interested in in watching something like Roma. Um, now, if it was in theaters, if you know, I could rent it later on. Then yeah, sure, I'll do it. Um, but if I got a choice, like on Netflix, like, sorry, I'm gonna watch Daredevil. I was it's really so... hoping you were going to say, I'm going to watch Six in the City of the Movie again. Me too. No. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to watch? You know what I'm going to watch? I'm going to watch Riverdale. 
Um, so they need to watch so that. Good. That's on my queue. So good. Your pitch is so much better than that. <laughs> hey, hey, your new best friend got me into Riverdale, so don't don't even try it. Go through it's season gu- one and quit. <laughs> no, it's my guilty pleasure. Keep going. Oh. Don't, don't miss out on the musical episode. It's so bad, oh. and I love it. Oh. Um, y'all, we're going to keep moving on. We're going to go on to The Favorite. I have never heard of this movie uh lindley and elena Ugh. both were freaking out about it so let's look at the plot of this um the plot of the favorite is the close relationship between keen sorry keen queen anne and sarah churchill is threatened by the arrival of sarah's cousin abigail masham resulting in a bitter rivalry to be the queen's favorite hmm. um Stephen, we're gonna start with you uh box office Lindley? Major box office. Elena? Hard box office. I... I'm going to say... Red box it. <laughs> I'm going to say... No, 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 no. But it's a, it's a, it's an honest-to-God red box, and I'm going to explain why after you three go. Steven, we're going to start off with you. Okay, so a while back we did a um, Valentine's special where we talked about our celebrity crushes, and of course Emma Stone was mine. Um, but it was uh, a other long than time that, ago, audience, by the way, it's not on it's not on uh, Podbean, but you know, oh, if you if you want what? if you want it there, just let us know and we'll send it to you. Become a patron on Patreon. All right, so twenty seconds added to Stephen, right? Yes. <laughs> um, Okay, um, so yeah, and aside from that, it's just got a lot of really good uh, actors in it. I mean, you've got Olivia Coleman, Emma Stone, Rachel Weiss. Um, it's, you know, I think that's really cool. And the fact that it's, um, you know, I know costume dramas. My wife really likes costume dramas too. So, yeah, I don't know. Could be fun. Lindley, what about you? Listen. I'm talking costume drama. I'm talking performances from Olivia Coleman, Rachel Weisz, Emma Stone. Not only that, but the director is the same director as a movie called The Lobster. And if you've seen oh. The Lobster, you know the kind of odd sort of movie you're yes. in for. And that plus the costumes and the scenery, it's got me so excited. I like I think this is going to be a beautiful movie. Like Lily just mentioned, um... The costumes, the scenery, going to be fantastic. I'm also really excited because I do enjoy watching specifically the dynamic between women in history. So I think this is going to be a really interesting and not just dramatic, but also a comedic side. Because I think Mm -hmm. it's going to find a happy balance. It's going to be really tongue-in-cheek. Oh, yes. I agree with you. I agree with all of you, actually, very much so. Um, I mean, this looks like it is going to be up for a few Oscars, to, oh, yeah. to say the least. For sure. Um, here's my thing. I just don't really care. I, you know, I, 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 I will definitely see this um, when it comes on a red box, just like I saw three billboards. I loved it. I love Shape of Water when it came out on red box and I rented it and I did not regret it for a second. I feel like this is a type of movie, though. I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I could bring myself to like going to see the movie by myself and then like being like, like, oh, let's go see, uh, you know. Let's go see this movie. Like, no, no, no. Like, let's 
I'll wait. I'll wait for it. Boy, I'm gonna you see it. On but I'm gonna wait. Water in theaters. It was so good. Hey, yeah. no, I didn't. I still, I, I still got to see it, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I did. Pan's Labyrinth. I didn't see that in theaters, and I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, let's keep going. Shoplifters. Ooh, a Japanese drama. Let's look at the plot. Somewhere in Tokyo, Osamu Shibata and his wife, Noboyu, Nobu, Nobuyo, live in poverty. While, Lord Jesus, I am so sorry if I'm butchering these names. While Osamu receives occasional employment and Nobuyo has a low-paying job, the family relies in large part on the grandmother's pension. As he is shoplifting for groceries with his son, Shota, they discover Yuri, a homeless girl. Osamu takes her home, where the family observes evidence of abuse. Desperate, their strained finances, they informally adopt her. I feel like that was the entire movie. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. That was the, that was the entire movie. <laughs> let's let's just let's just go through it. Let's see if we if we want to see it or not. Steven, go. Red box. Lindley? Redbox. Elena? Redbox. I am going to say, uh, and, and, it, and it pains me to say this just because, again, you know, we try to, we try to promote a diversity here, but I just, I, I gotta say Redbox on this one. And maybe if it was on Netflix, I'd probably <clears throat> maybe want to watch it, maybe, um, but I just, I'll, I'll say in a second. Steven, sorry, this is your time. Go. Um, so yeah, your description of the story sounded really good, but like you said, I feel like you just told us the whole movie mm-hmm. in that synopsis. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that situation could make for a very interesting story, but you know, I kind of feel like this is a, this movie is a victim of them trying to over explain a foreign film mm-hmm. to dumb American audiences because they assume we're dumb and can't handle nuance and story or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Lonely, what about you? I'm going to make this real simple. Everything Steven just said. Mm-hmm. Woo! Elena. Yeah, I just... Absolutely no interest whatsoever. Um, nothing about anything you just said kind of drew me in at all. Um, seems seems pretty... Yeah, like, like what Steven said. Um, the nuance and... All that mess. Yep. I'm going to go for the hat trick here. And I'm going to agree with Steven. (laughs) Yeah. What? There's just nothing about this movie that screams to me, you know, excuse me, um, that screams to me um, anything beyond what we've normally seen in in cinema in the States. Um, And you know it's, you know they're going to, they're gonna bring it up for a, a couple of foreign film awards, and it's—I can't imagine it winning at all. I'm sorry, um, but hey, them's the breaks, I guess. Um, ooh, this is different. Pokemon the movie, The Power of Us. It is the 21st Pokemon movie release and the second film in the rebooted anime film series. Did anybody else know that it was rebooted? I did not know that. Um, Wait a minute. I did hear this. I did hear that it was rebooted. It is a sequel to Pokemon the movie I Choose You and existing in a universe separate from the TV show. 
Um, I would read you the plot, but unfortunately, the entire synopsis is available on Wikipedia if you are so interested. Um, <clears throat> so I can't really dig deep. What I will tell you is that Ash is in it, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> because otherwise, I would give away the plot. Uh, Stephen, what about you? What do you think? Redbox. Lindley? Redbox. Elena? Redbox. This is a hard, hard Redbox for me. Stephen, why? Uh, I stopped watching Pokemon movies like 20 years ago. <laughs> um, They've never really been that good, to be perfectly honest. And mm. another thing, too, the second movie, Pokemon the Movie 2000, that segment was called The Power of One. So it's been going so long now that they're ripping themselves off. <laughs> Bam! Mic Oof. dropped. Lily, what about you? I just, I, again, what Steven said, I haven't really been invested in the Pokemon TV series in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, there really is no need to see it. I didn't even know they rebooted. Like, why do you need to reboot Pokemon? Right. Because right. it never ended. <laughs> Elena. Like I said, when we were talking about Detective Pikachu, I don't know anything about about Pokemon. It doesn't hold the same nostalgia for me that I guess it does for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know this is a reboot. I didn't know there was an original. Uh, not interested. I'm going to tell you straight up. I mean, I was in Japan when they had to ban the like the particular episode where kids were having seizures. Like I was in oh, Japan I during that time. That one. Yeah, Electric yeah. Soldier Porygon. Yeah. Um I, I was yeah, I was there um in Japan at the time and you know, when I came back to the states, I was really interested in um Pokémon. I was really fascinated by it. I was a huge Pokémon fan. To me, Pokemon should have like like slowly not killed off but like wrote off Ash Catcher. His story should be over. It should How be How long new has he kids. been 12 years old? He's been 12 years old forever, you know. Like his friends are gone and like have, you know, uh, kids and and whatnot. They have like so spouses. So why isn't he Right. Right. <laughs> I I feel like and, and again like you I know, said earlier Ash has been like Ash has been trying to be a Pokemon master for how long now, and he has not been able to do it. So now you rebooted it to make to ignore the fact that he has not been able to actually catch a Pokemon or do anything of value. Um, and I know I'm I'm probably getting over my thirty seconds. You're at but, like three minutes. Oh, thank you. Um, but oh my gosh. either just... way, either way, I just feel like you know this is this is a waste of a time movie. I just Basically. have this image yeah, now. Yeah. I just have this image now of Brock and Misty inviting Ash over for dinner. He's all like, "I gotta catch them all," and they're like, "Ash, you are thirty years old." They're like, "You gotta catch a job." Look at your life. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Actually, if but, I could, if maybe, I could add something to this, go ahead. Uh, the original Pokemon, the first movie, uh, originally. And back when it was initially uh, envisioned, this was before Pokemon became like an international uh, hit. It actually was intended to be the end of the anime. 
but then it got all it big was. and they were like they're like oh no we're gonna keep it going and that's when ash started having that sort of floating continuity where he's perpetually 10 years old forever well i mean to be i mean to kind of deviate just a little bit before we go into the next movie um i mean there is there is one series it was before johto it was called the orange island leagues yeah and ash was actually very successful in that and to me i was like end it here Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't, he couldn't cut it. Sorry, I'm about to show my nerdiness for a little bit. He couldn't cut it in like the Kanto Pokemon League. So now he was like, "I'm gonna go to the Johto League." He does the Johto League. He nails the Johto League, and I'm sorry, the uh, the uh, Orange Island League. And then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna Johto," and then I think he becomes like fourth place or something. It was some some BS, but. <sighs> I feel like there were several opportunities for you to end Ash's storyline and pick it up with a new kid. You know, oh, you yeah. could let Ash grow up just the way, the same way you let Brock grow up and Misty grow up. Um, only you were gonna, you were gonna add something real quick. I was just gonna say that maybe finally Ash will mm-hmm. do something right. I don't know. He it's won't. My only. Like, maybe redeeming hope for this movie? The, I don't know. The best thing he could have done was... I don't even know. You feel very strongly about this. I do. I'm sorry. Let's one talk question, about Mowgli. One question Let's talk about anything we, else. One question oh, before we move on. Yeah, sorry. Uh, in this new Pokemon movie, um, is Jigglypuff in it? And what does he <laughs> Oh my god. I'm moving on. Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Um, The premise is the story follows the upbringing of the human child Mowgli, raised by a pack of Indian wolves in the jungles of India, as he learns the often harsh rules of the jungle under the tutelage of a bear named Baloo and a black panther named Bagheera. Mowgli becomes accepted by the animals of the jungle as one of their own, except for the fearsome tiger Sher Khan and his follower, Tabakui. Yep. But there may be greater dangers lurking in the jungle as Mowgli comes face to face with his human origins. This is coming out on Netflix, everybody. It's on Netflix. Steven, what do you think? Redbox Netflix it or, or Redbox it? How <laughs> hard red box it. Lindley? Same. Elena? Red box. I will probably Netflix this, actually. Steven, go ahead. Uh, I'm just, I don't care about the Jungle Book. Like, I saw the Disney cartoon as a kid, and that was cool, I guess. But there have been like 700 different movie versions of it. And... I know this is supposed to be darker than the recent Disney one, but it looks just like it to me, and I just I just don't care. I don't care about it. Lily. You care about me, so I don't care about it. Lindley. Um. Well, you know what is also on Netflix? Sad. The no, the Disney live action remake of the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Is on Netflix, <laughs> and I would 
from what I've seen, I would much rather watch that again. And I wasn't a big fan of the remake. I'd rather watch that than see the, this new movie. Elena? Like Steven, I was a, well, no. I was a big fan of the original Disney animated uh, when I was a kid, The Jungle Book. Um, and I kind of hated the the remake, the live action remake. Um, nothing about that, I feel like, held the same charm and, I guess, innocence as the as the original animated. So I feel like taking it even darker is just going to make me hate it more. Hmm. Eh. I, I want to watch this, and I'll tell you why. Two words. Andy Circus. Oh, shit. Oh, oh Andy shoot. Andy Andy oh, Serkis is well, direct- that changes everything. Andy Serkis is directing this. Yeah. Uh, it is all motion capture cast. So all the people like Christian Bale, um, Bennett Cumberbatch, Kate Blanchett, Naomi Harris, Andy Serkis, who is also playing Baloo, um, Jonathan Reese Myers, Tom Whoa. Hollander, Ed Marzen, Jack Rayner. These are all people that are going to be... Frida Pinto is in this. They're, these are all the people that are part of this production. I am sold because Andy Serkis has proven in like in, in, everything. In, in everything, but especially, I mean, if you have not seen the Planet of the Apes trilogy, go watch that because he makes you forget that it's not an actual ape that is on screen. That is Andy Serkis. Uh, and if he's the one who's directing these people, if he's the one who's telling all these people, and keep this in mind, folks. When people do motion capture, I know I'm over time. When people do motion capture, guess what? <laughs> guess who they come to? Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Because they know he's the best. Mic drop. Shoot, I might have to change my Yeah, answer. I would like to change my vote. Yeah. <laughs> okay, actually, I'm going to defend mine. Um, Andy Circus was the thing that did give me a moment to pause. And I do agree with you, Marcus. He is really good. He actually did a lot of. Um, the directing on some of the better scenes in The Hobbit, as well mm-hmm. as Lord of the Rings. He, he's he got the chops for it. My concern is the story. It's based on Rudyard Kipling, who and he's pretty hit or miss for me, If you, if you to be perfectly honest. Um, the best thing I think he ever wrote was Ricky Tiki Tavi. And um, yeah. that's about a mongoose killing a snake. So, you know, do with that what you will, but... I I don't have faith in a good story for Jungle Book. I mean, I'll I'll make a rebuttal. I mean, the Jungle Book. There's only so many ways that you can tell the story. Yeah. Bottom line is, the story that you know we watched as children. I mean, I I am a huge fan of that. I was a huge fan of like the Jungle Book that came out. That was like Mowgli was like a grown man and the yeah. animals. Oh, I remember I was a that. Big, was, I was yes. a big fan of that. I really don't feel like you can, you know, you, I feel like it's, it's like a Midsummer Night's Dream. You have to try to mess up this story because Mm -hmm. it's such a, it's such an iconic story. It's such a clear cut and dry, like this happens, then this happens, then this happens. If you mess it up, it's because you tried to do something more with the story than what is intentional. And I feel like somebody like Andy Serkis Andy Serkis is the type of guy like he 
he digs deep and he finds the heart of a story. Um, Planet of the Apes, Planet the, the origin of Planet of the Apes, that is a very like, it. I mean, it's it's kind of like a drag of a story. Um, but Andy Serkis was able to take the character of Caesar and make him something that's really, really like, this is somebody you want to watch. This is somebody you want to root for. And, spoiler alert, this is somebody who, when he does, when he does finally die at the end of War of the Planet of the Apes, you feel so sad, you know? But you know, as the audience, you know what's coming because you've seen the original movies. Um, and the only reason why I think that is possible is because of Andy Serkis. So I feel like Andy Serkis, I, I have faith in him. Regardless of whether or not the story, the story is simple. It's Andy Serkis who I'm putting my faith in. And like you said, Andy, we trust. Andy Serkis was the one who, who directed the better scenes of The Hobbit. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's, if he's at the helm... I think we can we can rest easy. And I think with a cast like that, mm-hmm. it has a lot of promise. Oh yeah, I mean Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean he was in The Hobbit, and he like I watched the behind the scenes of Benedict Cumberbatch as um, as Smaug. He's he was fantastic. Some of the work that he did. I mean I, I based some of my voice acting work on what he did in that role. And you know that Benedict uh, probably talked to. Uh, Andy Serkis. Oh, you like, know it. What do I do? How do I? How do I do this? Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Um, next movie, Anna and the Apocalypse. Um, this is a movie that we were gonna skip. Oh, I, sorry, I was gonna skip, but but my two ladies said no. Do not skip it. <laughs> this is a Scottish Christmas zombie musical. The plot is, a zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival, Jesus wept, facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones. But they soon discover that no one is safe in in this new world, and with civilization falling apart around them, the only people they can truly rely on are each other. Uh, Steven, what do you think? Uh, Redbox. Lindley? Box office. Elena? Box office. If I had someone to go with, just highlighting my loneliness, if I had someone (laughs) to go with, I would definitely box office Anna and the Apocalypse. Um, Having said that, I don't. So, Steven, I'm with you. We're going to red box it together. Marcus, make some friends. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I have a friend. It's Mitchell Hansen on our show, Not So Famous, which is another uh, plug, Shenanigans plug. Incorporated. Hey, show. Mitchell. <laughs> hey, Mitchell. Steven, uh, what do you think, bud? What? Why? Why are you redboxing this movie? All right, so I'm gonna have to disappoint you about why. Um, obviously, this isn't really my cup of tea, but that doesn't mean I think this looks bad. But I can tell you that this is the sort of thing that if uh, my wife and I were really bored uh, and just wanted to watch something fun, uh, this would be something we would watch on Netflix or Redbox it. So, yeah, this would probably be a a, a date night at home kind of movie for us. Lindley? Three words. 
musical, zombies, Scotland. Boom. She's right. Yeah, I'm always right. Also, it does like, what Stephen says, it does look really hokey. Kind of like a repo the genetic opera kind of thing. But I'm so in for it. Hmm. I'm so excited about this movie. Elena? I had no idea about this movie until Lindley started talking about it. But I'm super excited about it now. Um, Again, for all the same reasons. Scotland. Zombies. Musical. Christmas. It seems like a really charming way to frame the whole zombie apocalypse thing. And also, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be so campy, but so fun. Don't shake your head like that. You know I'm right. (laughs) I feel like, you know, the fact that you brought up uh, Repo, the genetic opera... You know that's that's exactly that's exactly what I feel like it's gonna be. It's gonna it's gonna There's sit. There's nothing wrong with that. It's no. gonna sit. It's gonna sit at Walmart. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you a story. So Stephen and I, Stephen and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but back in the day when we were in college, Stephen and I and our group of our friends, Ryan and Sam and Jonesy, we would go to uh, a little place called Walmart. And we would go and we would get, we would look at the movies and we would pick them up and we were like, man, it's worth that much. And we'd put it back or we'd buy it. (laughs) And Steven, tell me if I'm wrong, but this movie right here seems like a movie we pick it up and be like, man, this costs way too much. And we put it right back in the bin and be like, it's not worth $5. This is going to be a Walmart bargain bin classic. Classic. Is that such a thing? That's an oxymoron. No! <laughs> no. I think that this is going to be one of those movies that everybody completely writes off and says is ridiculous. And then it becomes But then a the select class. few, the select few that actually see it are going to spend the next 10 years, the next 10 Christmases, telling everybody they know about it. That's how I feel. Yeah. I'm going to see this movie and you're never going to hear the end of it. I'm with I, you there. Also, I, Elena, since we are now the same person and you mentioned Scotland, are you an Outlander fan too? Oh, girl. Oh. Are you oh a suspect? Yes. Back? yes. Oh my God. I don't yes. know what that means. Do you know what just happened? Same how is, how, how has no one made Marcus watch Outlander? I've tried. I've tried. I've talked to you about Outlander so much on this show. I don't have stars. I don't have stars. I will watch Outlander, but I don't have stars. I pay for Amazon Prime. And then I pay extra for stars just to watch Outlander. That's how good it is. You know, I never actually gave my thoughts on the Detective Pikachu trailer. Because you about lost it. the right. <laughs> Steven, that, that, yeah, yeah, you, no, 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 Steven. You made it obscene. No, no, Steven, you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. You shut your mouth right now. It is done, okay? It is done. It is done. Okay? You made You're it gross. <laughs> you made Elena uncomfortable. That's hard to do. I was, about, I was literally just about to say, that's very hard to do. Thank you, Marcus. It's no problem. It's uh, what I'm here for. How did I? They're the ones who made it. Shut your mouth. You shut your mouth right now. You're the one who interpreted it. If Beale Street could talk, is the next movie we're talking about. <laughs> if Beale Street could talk... 
It's a 2018 American romantic drama film. Ah, Jesus wept. It follows a young African-American woman who, with her family support, seeks to clear the name of her wrongly charged husband and proves his innocence before the birth of their child. Ooh. Steven, red box at our box office. Red box. Lindley. Red box. Elena. Red box. It's going to be a hard red box for <laughs> Which is funny because I, I really. You I, seem so interested. Yeah, I, well, I am, I but I'm going to explain why. Let me explain why. Look, just because I said Redbox doesn't mean I hate the movie. Steven, you start. Um, I, I mean, the, the plot just doesn't sound that engaging to me. It doesn't sound like it'll be worth the uh, $10 for a ticket. Sorry. It just doesn't. Lonely? Same. Elena? I think this is going to be one of those ones that I'll see it, it'll come to Netflix, or I'll see it on Redbox, and I'll be like, eh, there's nothing else to watch. I might as well. And I'll probably enjoy it, but I'm not going to, like, actively seek it out. Um, this is a movie that I think will get a lot of Oscar buzz because of Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins was one of the co-writers of Moonlight. Um, And this movie screams African-American drama that that white people can relate to. It is something that, which, which... you know, which is important. Yeah, it's important because it's because the black experience because the black experience does not always have to be about racism. You know, we, we talked we, about this earlier. Yeah, we, literally, we we're talking about this earlier. Uh, but the black experience does not always have to talk about racism. It can be, just be about family in general, which is something that everybody can relate to. Um, now, will this have the same intensity as Moonlight? I, I highly doubt it because that was Terrell Alvin McCraney. That was his story. That's what sold Moonlight, in my opinion. Um, this is Barry Jenkins. This this is like this seems like Barry Jenkins wrote this because he wanted to, you know, once again capture that same magic as Moonlight. Um, I think he's got a great cast, but ultimately, eh. yeah. Ultimately, I think it's going to come down to uh, other movies are going to beat it out. Like Anna so. and the Apocalypse. Yep. Yep. Anna, yeah. Anna and the Apocalypse is going to beat out. Uh, y'all are going to feel the, real the silly. Bill Street could talk. No, y'all going to feel real silly <laughs> when. <laughs> y'all going to feel real silly. We're going to play this. We're going to play this again during uh, the New Year's Eve special. Um, so be it. <laughs> The last movie, we finally made it. There's a lot of movies coming out in the next few weeks, guys. I hope, I hope, listeners, I hope you guys check them out. You talk a lot. I know I do. I know <laughs> Elena, I, do. I like you. You went over every time. I am the host, okay? You're not that special. Co-creator. He thinks he can make the rules. I can. You're the one who told me to give you 30 seconds. How much did I go over? Uh, one time you went over like four minutes. Oh, please. That is not even true. The possession. I can tell time. The possession of Hannah Grace is an upcoming American supernatural horror film 
It stars Shay Mitchell, Kirby Johnson, and follows a former policewoman who encounters the supernatural while working in a morgue. Stephen. A little hard red box. Lindley? Uh, let me guess. Red box. Elena? Red box. And red box. Steven? How many times can they make a movie where a girl gets possessed by a demon and that's the whole plot and I don't know, she cusses a lot. I guess that's supposed to be scary. But they keep making that same movie and I don't care. I saw The Exorcist. That was enough. Stop making the same movie. Stop. (laughs) I have to agree with Steven. I... On a personal level, I don't watch exorcism and possession movies as a rule. Um, but also, how many movies do we have like that are called The Possession of So-and-So? And I know this movie is advertised as being different because it's about what happens after an exorcism. But there's also a movie called... It's like Something Jane Doe. It's mm. supposed to be really good. A horror movie set in a morgue. Go see that instead. Mm. Elena? Um, Shay Mitchell is just always disappointing for me. Uh, I, I just, she's not engaging at all. Um, but also there's a particularly scene in the trailer where she's like in a bathroom stall and like a bloody rubber band ball like comes bouncing under the stall. That's like my biggest fear is getting like trapped in a bathroom stall with something. That's your so. biggest fear. Hey, Zombie Lynn told you like not to do like Thank you. Yeah. I, so just follow these zombie listen, lines and you'll be fine. Listen. I That's your biggest fear. I mean like not my biggest fear. I mean right, I didn't, would you want to be attacked on the toilet? No. That would be awful. Yeah, but it's that's not phobia. my biggest that's not my biggest fear. Okay, I'm not saying that it's my <laughs> biggest fear. But Watching the trailer and seeing that did make me very nervous. Mm. Very nervous. I don't like demons. That's all you have to say? Well, I they don't, don't like you. 30 seconds. I don't like look, I look, I don't like demons. Uh-huh. I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't like demons. I enjoy these type of movies. This movie, however, it it doesn't, you know. It it's nothing. It's nothing new, new. You know, like Veronica. Veronica was scary. Yes. This does not seem to me like Veronica caliber. Um, I don't think Veronica is the scariest movie, but I definitely think Veronica is better than this one. So I feel like in terms of like possession movies, I'm gonna be comparing this one to Hereditary the whole time. So oh. I never saw Hereditary. <gasps> I'm too, I'm was, too oh scared. You have to. I heard it was excellent. Yeah. Oh, it it ruined my life. Wow. I'm still scared. We um, need to get you know you know what guys we need to get the spoop hour back on the air and um have them watch the have them watch Hereditary with us. Oh yeah man. yeah and then we need to talk about it on the show. Yeah. So oh, spoop gosh. hour we're calling you out. We got, new, we got a new movie, Hereditary. Super spooky. Can I recommend we watch it in the daylight? Yes. <laughs> no. We watch it at night. I watched it, I saw it in theaters at 
like a midnight showing. <gasps> no. Oh no, Elena, well, no. no. And then I and then me and my friend are like walking out and it's kind of misty and hazy and foggy outside yeah. in this abandoned parking lot lit by like one flickering street light. Oh no. no. Oh it was horrible. Oh no. Horrible. No, no. But the movie was excellent. I'm never gonna watch it again. But it was excellent. <laughs> Absolutely top three most scared I've ever been. Oh my goodness. I cried. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> well guys, we have reached the end of our box office or red box it uh, segment. Um, when we come back for the second half, um, we are going to go over, of course, our fan favorite segment, Go Home DC, You're Drunk. And of course, it's going to be the main event of the evening. But before we get there, of course, we want to introduce you to a brand new podcast that maybe uh, you haven't heard of. So go ahead, listen to that podcast, write it down, uh, and then come back and finish up the show strong with us. We'll be right with you guys in a moment. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Kevin Hollifield. And I'm Kevin McGinsey. And we're your hosts of Film Forecast, a podcast where we predict films based solely on the trailers. That's right, we watch the trailers, and then we tell you exactly what will happen in the film, without any issues ever. That's right, exactly, 100% accurate on what's going to happen in the film every single time. We've never been wrong. So check us out on Thursdays. That's right, you can find us on all your favorite podcatchers like Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time I need to announce it's last, last call, call at, at the, the bar. bar. Oh! Go home, DC. You're drunk. Got Patron in my car. Play I got that goose in my cup, the drone rolling up, and the sea got me drunk, party people in the club. Hey, throw them bottles up, 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 hey, throw them bottles up. So we're going to check up on Go Home DC uh, because in my opinion, guys, in my humble opinion, I think the DCEU might be sobering up. Or rather, I think they're sitting on a gold mine that maybe they don't realize they are sitting on. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but... I'm going to bring this, I want to start this off with uh, talking about the Aquaman trailer. Um, we've all seen it. And I'm not going to lie, this Aquaman trailer, the last one, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I think it looks great. I think it looks, it's fun. Um, I love the lighter color scheme. We are definitely out of the Snyder DCEU you know, like, let's just all be Batman type feel. Um, and and also, too, I love that they are no... They, 
this in particular, I really like. They're not ashamed to be a comic book movie. Like, uh, uh, Ocean Master looks exactly like the comic book. You know, we've got Aquaman. It the the trailer ends with Aquaman in the green and orange suit, and it's Jason Momoa, who who's gonna say that he looks dumb? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. nobody because ever. nobody looks like Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa looks like he will kill you. Well, first he'll tickle you. And then you'd enjoy it. Yeah, and then you enjoy it. He'll tickle. We'll be like, and then he's like, oh, no, I'm gonna, he's like, no, I'm going to kill you. But he's saying it in Dothraki. That's what I would Ooh. want. If he's going to oh. kill me, I want him to say it in Dothraki. <laughs> um, say it however he wants. You know. I'll still say everything is better in Dothraki. Exactly. You know, because it's, it's Jason Momoa, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Does Michael Fassbender know about your feelings? Look, Fassbender, Fassbender, and I have a we have a we have an agreement, okay? okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so guys, um, let's start this off just real quick. How do you feel about the uh, Aquaman trailer? I'll start. Mm-hmm. Um, I. And I feel bad saying this, but no trailer that I have seen for this movie has got me excited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I think it is refreshing to see something colorful. It is refreshing to see something that is trying to be fun. Jason Momoa looks awesome, but it looks so overwhelmed by CGI and not very good CGI mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it's like... I'm not excited. But you know what does have me a little intrigued? Hmm. It was announced that the Mary Poppins herself, Ah! Julie Andrews, is going to be in this movie. Mm -hmm. Julie Andrews. And I'm thrilled. I have no choice but to see Aquaman now. What a queen. (laughs) <laughs> um, Elena, what about you? You got a chance to see the trailer. Um, I, I can't say the... I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat as Lindley here. Like, I'm not thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to end up seeing the movie. Right. Um, if only for Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> and now at this point, Julie Andrews. Um, but... If you had if you had asked me just based off the trailer, I knew nothing about it, mm-hmm, nothing mm-hmm. about anybody, I'd be very meh. Mm-hmm. It looks fun. So Ste- I gotta say, Stephen, what about you? And then I, I want to kind of close on the trailer topic. Uh, I feel like it was just missing a shot of Jess, of Jeff Goldblum going, "Mommy's very angry." <laughs> what? what? I feel like this trailer just had too many, like, quips that are shot exclusively for the trailer. Maybe they're in the movie, but, um... It looks like trailer fodder. Yeah. Nothing in it gets me going, like, oh, yeah, I want to see that. Mm -hmm. Like, I really don't care. Um, like, like, I care even less after seeing the trailer, because I agree. I think there's way too much CGI overload yeah. and 
I just, I'm just kind of like, oh, it looks like an interesting video game. Oh, wolf. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I gotta say this. I feel like, I feel like we, we got, we can't do the, the CGI argument. We can't. Why not? Why not? It's so well, here's, here's why. Here's why. Because there's so much. There's so many movies out that have CGI. And I mean, you look at you look at you know a movie like Black Panther, or you look at a movie like Infinity War. There is so much CGI in those movies, and yet it gets a pass. I don't see anything in Aquaman that is any different than what I saw in Infinity War. And guess what? I loved. Infinity War. I loved like just everything about it. You know, I've talked about it on the show. Um, so I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to negate you or anything, but it's like I, I, I can't, I can't just base that solely on the the CGI of a movie, especially a comic book movie. Um, to be quite honest. Um, but and for a- for me, as far as like you know. I mean, you guys know me. I'm a huge comic book fan. I don't like Aquaman. I will never buy an Aquaman comic book. Nobody likes Aquaman. Like, Aquaman wasn't even, like, that big in the original Justice League Aquaman's TV show. Aquaman's always been, like, a little bit of a joke. Right. Because he talks to fish. Right. Even the big this movie, got that If right. I were a fish, I'd talk to Jason Momoa. This movie? I mean... Well, not I mean, even this movie. Um, Justice League sold me on Jason Momoa's Aquaman. That's this, the one thing that the Justice trailer, League did. The trailer, the trailer sells me on Aquaman. And the fact that, um, 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 James Wan is the director. I mean, James Wan, I mean, he, he did one of the best Star Trek movies. I mean, I mean, you know, all jokes sound on, say whatever you want about the Fast and Furious movies. The Fast and Furious movies, they sell tickets. Okay, Star Trek. Out of the out of the three Star Treks, James Wan's is the favorite with Star Trek Beyond. I mean, his scene where with with sabotage, that's one of the best scenes in cinematic history in this day and age. It really is. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does with Aquaman because he's going to make it action packed. He's going to make it fun. He's going to make it with like a whole bunch of heart. Um, and I feel like that is something that can propel the DCEU to the future, you know, and kind of what we're going to talk about in a second. That, that's, that's what I, that's what I think, you know, cause with, with, with just, just with Aquaman in general, this character is such a joke. Yeah. I feel like. They had to do ten times as much work as they did with any of the other comic book characters right. to make it seem even remotely interesting mm-hmm. or actiony. Yeah, I mean, if any if if anybody needed the work, it was probably Aquaman, yeah. maybe Cyborg. I mean, coming from somebody who knows literally nothing about comic <laughs> books, the one thing that I know is that Aquaman is kind of the redheaded stepchild of the universe. <laughs> Um, so... You ain't, uh, you ain't wrong. So... You know, and... Uh, for somebody who isn't interested in comic book movies, mm-hmm. right off the bat, getting me even 
just the littlest bit intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they've done something right. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to convert a non-believer, if mm. you will. <laughs> and I don't think this is going to like... I mean, it's not going to... It's it's not going to be anywhere close to anything that Marvel has done. It's not going to be anywhere close to like Wonder Woman or anything like that. Um, but I do, I do like that it shows that, that, uh, they are trying, you know, that they are doing something different, which, which is why I want to ask the question, because we've seen, we've seen in the TV shows, we've seen like now they're starting the Elseworlds, um, story arcs, which for those of you who don't know, Elseworlds is, um, that's that those are alternate universes this is the multiverse um and more so than marvel marvel doesn't do marvel does the multiverse but it's not quite as elaborate as what um dc does dc that's their bread and butter something messes up in the storyline we've seen it with the new 52 what are you gonna do let's reboot it Let's reboot it. Let's start from scratch. Let's reset the status quo and let's try and do this again. Joker, the Joker movie, which I still think is a horrible idea. One of three Joker movies. Right, one of three Joker movies. This is an Elseworlds project, Joker, meaning it's a part of the multiverse. So here's my question. Is this the right move? Do we pull the trigger and educate a casual audience? You know, hey, there is a multiverse. These characters, there are multiple characters in multiple universes this you what you've been watching is just one universe what do you think about that concept more money yep it is definitely but is it a good idea it can a casual fan and 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 steven i'm kind of looking at you a little bit too um you know, from from your perspective, casual fan now, is this something that has some life to it? Well, I remain steadfast that the DC universe, any of them, I think they're just fundamentally flawed in the way that they started out their approach. Um, obviously, the main like cinematic ones, you know, they they've established a continuity with really problematic storytelling. Um, and I feel like all the others uh, have equally problematic storytelling in that for one reason or another, either I can't buy the visuals or I can't buy um, the character origins mm-hmm. or I just can't even get into them. So, I mean, I obviously I think there are always going to be fans of these, but I just feel like for these characters and these kind of stories, they all need to bring their A game instead of just, you know, devoting, you know, one foot forward for one universe and then one foot forward for another. 
you know, mm-hmm. like don't go 50% on every single one. Go 100% on all of them. You know, put your best foot forward in each of them, not just, you know, what you think people want. Mm-hmm. You know, actually take the time with each one so that you could build that sort of idea instead of just rushing into it and saturating the market more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my thoughts. I thinking from the perspective of a casual fan, mm-hmm. they they're not going to care if you add in all these different universes, all these different movies. The casual fan is going to be going to see these. Like, wait, I thought the Joker was this person, or I thought this person was in this movie. They're not going to know or care about Elseworlds or multiverses. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just going to get confusing. And it's mm-hmm. going to get confusing for people, you know, who do know about this stuff. Because mm-hmm. they're tired. They're tired and they don't want to think about this stuff. They just want to see their heroes and their villains in a good movie so Mm. let's focus first not on universe building but on making a good movie Mm -hmm. i just got really mad elena what about you um i couldn't agree more with lindley here uh i am a casual fan at the very best and i i can't see myself i guess being invested enough to care to sort through this whole multi multiverse situation mm-hmm. um, or to be confused by it. So I think that if I could be more engaged by the films themselves, mm-hmm. it would really eliminate that question altogether. My thing is, it's twofold. Okay. On one hand, we already have the multiverse. If you think about it, we have the TV shows. Gotham is its own universe. Uh, The CW shows are their own universe. Um, The movies are their own universe. So they're already doing it. The only thing that they are offering up now is potentially doing that with their movies. Now, we've talked about before, we've talked about the idea of Flashpoint can reset the universe. For those of you who don't know, like Elena here, Elena's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Flashpoint (laughs) is the idea of uh, the Flash moves so fast that he goes back in time. Um, He basically saves his mom. And then when he comes back to the present, he's changed the future completely. Like Bruce is dead and his parents... His dad becomes Batman and his mom becomes a Joker. Oh. Yeah. It's like, it's pretty, it's a pretty cool storyline. Um, okay. But it introduces the idea of multiple universes. You know, we play, you know, you play the game in Justice, um, in, especially in Justice 2. Justice 2 talks all about the multiverse. Um, it just, I think that this is this can be a good idea if handled well. I think that if you're going to replace one bad movie with another bad movie, 
then what? Yeah, then it defeats the purpose. Yeah. But in the case of something like Aquaman, like if you're saying that Aquaman is kind of a in in another universe that's similar to the one that we've been established to, that it just kind of diverted off a little bit and became its own thing. I'll buy that. It could work. I don't like it, per se. But it could work. Right. It's kind of like Days of Future's Past. I don't like Days of Future's Past, but I appreciate what it does for the storyline. It resets. It makes Last Stand not exist anymore. Um, so in that regard, it can be interesting, and it's something that they have over Marvel. Marvel Marvel can't necessarily do it. I think Marvel is starting to play around with it with um into the Spider-Verse. I think that's I think what Marvel well, I think what Marvel did was kind of the better idea. They used a cartoon to introduce the idea of multiverses, but they didn't just do it on the small screen, they did it on the big screen. Now whether or not that'll play that'll pay off in the future, we'll see. Maybe we'll get Miles Morales in an MCU movie. Um, but right now, the idea of just putting it out there to to the casual fan and saying, comic books have multiple universes. We can switch things up at any time if we need to. I don't, I don't see how that's any different than like a comic book saying it. I mean, yeah. the comics did it. I mean, Marvel just destroyed their ultimate universe, for crying out loud. DC just just rebooted just rebooted their universe with Rebirth, so it's a, it's a very comic book trope. So I don't know. Like I said, I wanted to see I wanted to see what you guys thought. Audience, let us know what you guys think in the comments below, um, and just you know whether or not you think this is a good idea or not. I think it is, or at least I think it has potential. But again. Could be a bad idea. As most DC ideas are. <laughs> well, they are. They're just, well, they're just awful. <laughs> Audience, we've talked a lot. Had a lot of fun with you guys. But now it's time for our main event. It's main event time. So. We saw uh, three movies over the past two weeks. Um, two of the movies we actually didn't talk about on our box office or red box it because we got a chance to see it. Um, Steve and I are going to take those with Wreck-It Ralph 2 and Creed 2. Um, and of course, we're going to round table um, a discussion about Crimes of Grindelwald, which Lindley, I am so intrigued by what you think, Lindley, because... I am kind of shocked, to be quite honest. I kind of want to start off with Crimes of Grindelwald, but I'm going to wait. But I'm intrigued. Let the anticipation uh, build. Stephen. Stephen. Yes. Good, my lord. Uh, what did you? Um, you've been a big fan of Wreck-It Ralph. You were the one who made. You were the one who actually convinced me to watch the first one. Yes. Um, how was this one? No, no, no spoilers because it it literally just came out this weekend. Um, no spoilers because I still need to see it. 
Because I'm with Stephen on this one. I love the first one. What can we expect from Wreck-It Ralph 2? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Should we go see it? Should we red box it? What are we doing? You can expect a worthy follow-up to the first one. Yay! Oh, that makes me so happy. Um, I, I, I honestly don't have anything to complain about for this one. Um, maybe, maybe the only thing against it is that maybe the stakes aren't as high stakes, I guess, uh, as the first one, but that's really almost not even that much of an issue. Cause this one, now that they've established who the main characters are, um, it does give a lot more emphasis on, uh, those characters and their relationships uh, to each other. And um, yeah, it's, it's a good movie. I mean, it's, there's a lot of funny stuff that happens in it, but there's an equal amount of heart, which is what I was worried about was that it was going to go all in for just gags, Same. but no, there, there were definitely a few parts. Uh, uh, my wife and I were sitting there watching it and uh, we both got a little teary eyed at a few parts. Oh, um, good. I was worried about the same thing, Stephen, because the trailers made yeah. it look like, oh, internet, oh, they're going to meet the princesses. Like it was, it felt like it felt very commercial. I will say you will not be disappointed by the princesses' uh, parts. I'm so excited! Um, I'm already planning a cosplay around it. I'm so excited. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 a good movie, um, and uh, I think the message in it. I don't want to give away what that is because that would kind of sort of spoil it a little bit but it has a really good positive message i think um and uh yeah i just i recommend it nice i um i got a chance to i actually didn't know that wreck ralph 2 came out this week um until after the fact uh i planned on seeing three movies this week actually record ralph not included um but i wanted to see widows which um one of my friends um actually said that widows was a masterclass of cinematography directing and acting um so audience if you have gotten a chance to see um if you've gotten a chance to see widows please let us know how it is we will definitely promote what you say um, because again, we've talked about it on the show mm-hmm. that we really feel like Widows is a movie that you definitely need to see. Um, I'm looking, I've been looking at it the entire, the entire show, uh, as I'm sitting in my living room, I'm looking at the bo- I'm looking at the box of the DVD for Creed and, uh, I got a chance to see Creed too. And I have got to say, guys, if you have not seen Creed, you're missing out. If you have not seen Creed 2, you are definitely missing out because Creed 2 builds off of the momentum of Creed and makes it really a sequel to Rocky 4. Um oh. yeah, it 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 really there there are times when I'm I was watching Creed 2 and it it it's less about the fight between um, Drago and Creed and making it a rematch, it's about living, it's all about living up to your father's legacy. Um, Adonis 
in the first movie, he, he gets on the world stage, you know, he becomes, like, he establishes himself, like, I am Adonis Creed, um, and then in Creed 2, uh, Victor Drago's son, Ivan, he comes, and he's like, you know, he's, he's basically pushed by his dad from the very beginning of the movie, um, he's like, you're going to redeem me, because Ivan Drago has been basically living in Serbia, not Serbia, um the ukraine uh just stewing over his defeat against rocky and that hate is he's just been injecting that hate into his son um there were several times where he tells his son he's like your mother left because of you jeez yeah it's it's like it's rough and you see it and so when you when you watch ivan drago's uh fight scenes you get that. You get that this is like he's 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 wants to see his he wants to see his mother again, um, who is one of the characters from Rocky Four. Actually, um, you find out Adonis um, spends the entire movie. I mean, I'm not really spoiling anything because it's in the trailers. Um, but Adonis spends most of the movie wanting to fight for his dad. And basically, he he's fighting the anger of, like, he doesn't have a dad because of this one man. Mm. He, got, he got robbed of it, of his chance. And so because of that, he still doesn't know who he is, really. Um, Sylvester Stallone does a great job of, um, if you've never seen Rocky V, uh, that's kind of why Rocky is the way that he is, why he's kind of slower because after his fight with um uh Victor he he basically like gets like a brain con- like he gets like a severe brain concussion in that fight um so he's looking at Adonis and he's like not only did this guy break me but he killed your dad like how how do you expect me to train you when I was not man enough to stop the fight and so this movie, there's so much emotion in this movie. It is not, it's not, like, Creed was a boxing movie. Creed 2, that's, it's, it's a family movie. It really It's about is. legacy. Yeah, it's about legacy. It's about, you know, doing the right, it's about doing the right thing and, and wondering, like, like, like in the like, how do I move on from my past? How do I not let my past control me? Um, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed Creed too. I hope audience, I hope you do too. Um, definitely check it out. I mean, Wreck It Ralph and Creed too. Those were those broke box office records for the for Thanksgiving weekend. Does, so, and we one question. Hmm. Does the son at one point say, if he dies, he dies? He does not, but there Whoa. are several. But, Lindley, let me tell you something. There are so many uh, callbacks to Rocky Four. You know, he, like, he tells, he tells his, like, Ivan tells his son, um, sorry, Victor tells his son at one point, he's like, break him. And when he, <laughs> when he says that, there's a look on this guy's face he becomes a completely separate person. Jeez. And like, 
practically kills Donnie. Oh, it's brutal. It is definitely a brutal, like some of the fights, some of the, some of the stuff in it is kind of uncomfortable. Um, but I think it, I think it fits with, with the movie. I mean, it's a boxing movie. Yeah. These are that that's that's what happens to boxers. Um and I like the fact they didn't glamorize that. I like yeah. the fact that they kept it real. Yeah. yeah. So definitely check it out, guys. Um but Lindley. Yes. Crimes of Grindelwald. Crimes of Grindelwald. I I really I want you I I want you to start this off because I want to know what was it? What is it about this movie that just And audience, we're not going to we're not going to do a um we're not going to spoilers. But I want to know what is it about this movie that you did not like? Let me start off by saying this. Hmm. I wanted to like it. I went into this movie wanting to like it so much more than I did the first one. Because, and I don't know if you know, audience, but I wasn't too crazy about the first Fantastic Beast. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It's not a bad movie. And even this isn't a bad movie. But I don't know if I got my expectations too high, but there was... Uh, the first one, there was just something missing. Mm. And with this one, l- let me start off with the good. I'm going to start okay. off with the good of what I liked about Crimes of Grindelwald. One, and I think this is a big thing, I definitely liked Newt Scamander more in this film than yes. I did the first one. And I think that was a necessary improvement because in the first one, you know, he's shy, he's awkward, he 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 whispers, and you can barely hear him in the entire movie. But that was his whole arc. Like, oh, he's weird, he's awkward, that's it. In this one, he still has that shy quality, but it's a little bit more likable in this. You see how he interacts with, like, his family, with others, and it just, it works better. In this movie. And they explain it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes it makes sense. It's mm-hmm. one of the few things that makes sense. Anyways. I loved the world building in this too. I loved magical France. I loved the magical world of Paris that we got to see. It, mm-hmm. it was something different. It really was something different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I appreciated that, and I would like to see more. Um, I'm surprised we didn't see anybody that like, oh, I'm an alumni from Bowbatons or anything like oh, that. Oh, true, yeah. I was expecting that, but we didn't get to see that. Uh, so yeah, I love the world building, and this this is a little controversial. Hmm. I'll say this first. I am. This is me. I don't always agree with separating people from their art. But I did not have high expectations for Johnny Depp in this movie. And he was okay. He he plays... I don't 
like the person. But as far as him playing Grendervold, it was sub- it was subdued than a lot of his more recent roles, and mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Lindley, can I can I say this really quick? Yeah, go ahead. You, you I'm looking at Elena right now, and she's like, we're like nodding at each other because literally everything that you're saying right now is was a positive. Like I was like. You, oh, see it for this reason. Mm-hmm. Literally everything that you just said. Yeah. So I'm even more confused now. I'm going to let you continue, but I'm like, I'm even more confused. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what don't you like then? I'll let you finish. <laughs> oh, and, and, another uh, standout is uh, Jude Law's hmm. Albus Dumbledore. I oh. really, oh. I really enjoyed him because he wasn't, yes. he, it, he felt like, he felt like Dumbledore, but he also felt like his own character. Yeah, He wasn't trying to be um, the gentleman who played Dumbledore before him, mm-hmm. he felt, it felt new and old at the same time. And I, and I loved seeing that young Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Or as many as uh, people on Twitter and the social media sites call him Dumbledang. Yeah. I will, yeah. I will not yeah. Call him yeah. Elena agrees. Elena agrees. Listen, call him but Jude Law is. Like I oh, look, look. He is a good-looking man, but I, I will not be calling him Dumbledore. Oh, I will. You show him respect. You put some respect on his name with a K. Um. Okay, so that those are the positives. Like I said, this is not a bad movie. Okay. But the things I'm going to talk about now keep mm-hmm. me from saying it's a good movie. Okay. This movie is complete. It's a complete filler movie. The purpose of Crimes of Grindelwald. Let me. Mm, the purpose of Crimes of Grindelwald. It's a stepping stone movie, and it felt like that. It really felt like that. Fantastic Beasts. I will say for it, it did have somewhat of a complete story or a plot. And then at the end, you got the reveal of Grindelwald. But it felt like, it felt like a movie. This just felt like a stepping stone to get to the next Grindelwald movie, to the next, because we have three more. There are five movies that are going to be in this franchise. So, the, uh, without spoiling anything... The purpose of this movie and the things that happen in this movie, the climax of this movie is a meeting. It's a big meeting. And that meeting is just to set up things that are going to happen in another movie. It didn't feel complete. And I'm, and I know that there are more movies coming up, but it's so obvious that this is filler. And one thing that makes it feel like filler is the nods to the original Harry Potter stories. You have characters, you have items that feel like they are solely in this movie to be like, hey, hey, remember the thing from the thing? We got it! Does it make sense in the plot? Not really, do they serve any purpose in this plot? 
No, they don't. But we got the thing. We've got the thing that you remember. Lindley, I wish you could see the faces that Marcus is making right now. Yeah. <laughs> he has some things to say. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll let do. you speak and then uh, we'll, I'll continue. I just... I, I, Lily, we're doing so well. All episode, we're doing so well. But on this, on this, I, I have to disagree. Fantastic Beast, the first one was not to me. To me, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna generalize it. But to me, it was not a complete story. To me, it was like, it was too busy trying to figure out like, what story do you want to be? Do you want to be about Credence? Do you want to be about Grindelwald? Do you want to be about? Newt Scamander being Pokemon Master. Exactly. What, what, <laughs> no, do you, what, what story big... are you trying to tell me? But with Crimes of Grindelwald, from the very beginning, I knew what this story was about. I was like, this is the beginning of the war. That's what I'm watching. I'm watching how do we get to the point of the greatest, the greatest wizarding duel of all time? How do we get to that point? Um... And, and and the whole time, as I was watching it, this, to me, feels like a spy movie. This feels like, what? as a matter of fact, not even like any sort of, uh, like, like not like a modern day James Bond spy movie. This feels like a Cold War spy movie. That's what it feels like to me. It, this, feels, this feels like, you know, you've got Newt, he's coming in. He's got the gadgets. He straight up brings, he straight up goes to his house, right? Gets like the beast that he needs for his mission and then uses said beast for his mission. He has a cue for crying out loud. This feels like a spy movie. Um, This movie also to me, uh, again, I'm watching, I was watching um, uh, Deathly Hollows yesterday and as I'm watching it, I sat down. I was telling Elena this early, to, early this evening. I was like, I finally get why Grindelwald um, is so evil. Like, I finally get like why why people were so scared of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I would follow him. It's the silver tongue. And, yeah, and that's and that's scary. Um, and that's scary to think that like, yeah. like, oh man, like Grindelwald, like, and you know, when he's got that meeting. Um, and he's talking to all the wizards. I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I yeah. definitely agree with this dude. As and opposed I, to Voldemort, who is like, they're like, um, maybe we should stop, my lord. And he like stares at this guy. And I'm like, why are you listening to this dude right now? Like, he is, you know. And I will a, say, Grindelwald's reason, or the reason he gives, mm-hmm. it may not, it may or may not be his true reason, but the reason that he gives. Is incredibly powerful, and I didn't see that coming. I Most, think that that is the reveal that people should be talking about. Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, writers, this is nothing against Ezra Miller. I don't. I still don't care about Credence. Yeah, I still that, do not care about Credence. It's like they're trying. It's it's like Mean Girls. It's like stop trying to make Credence happen. It's um, not going to happen. You you don't need to. I don't think you. I don't think the story needs credence yeah and um speaking of credence 
it's it goes back to what you were saying earlier, Marcus, about hmm. not being able to figure out what the movie was trying to be. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. because of that in Fantastic Beast, this movie suffers through it because mm. when you're taking the new characters, not Newt, but when you have characters that you establish with Tina and Queenie and Jacob, those characters and the potential that they were given mm-hmm. are now suffering because not only do you have to fit in their stories, but you also have to fit in everything with Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. So, and that also goes with Credence because as if this, it's been a while since the first Fantastic Beast movie came out, right. so I can spoil this. In the first Fantastic Beast movie, it's alluded that they think that Credence is dead, but Newt sees a little bit of his, is it Obscurus or Obscural? It's Obscurus, right? Yes. It's Well, it's Obscurial. Is Obscurial. The, is, Obscur- yeah, that's you the see, thing. But like yeah. Obscurus is like what they are. Yeah. Yes. You mm-hmm. see a little part of that just escaping. So it's alluded that Credence is still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't explain how he became his full form again. They don't explain how he got to this place. His whole purpose in this movie is find is trying to find out who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it just seemed very out of left field. Be like, was that a big thing for him in the first movie? I don't remember because I didn't care about the character enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole purpose. And talking about who he is, and when you're bringing in the connections that that person, Credence, might have with another character, mm-hmm. is completely pointless. You know See, what? You know what that scene reminded me of hmm. when we're talking about that. There's a scene where they're talking to someone. You're hearing a person's backstory. And then you get a Spaceballs moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You get a Spaceballs moment in saying like, oh, I'm your brother's cousin's uncle's father's (laughs) twice removed. What does that make us? Absolutely nothing. Mm, Nothing. If you could have taken that entire plot, that entire mystery out of the movie and Mm -hmm. nothing would have been affected. Absolutely Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nothing. It was a filler. It was something to add to pad the runtime, and I'm sitting there in the theater like, "Well, that was a cool visual, but what was the point?" See, to me, to me, like credence. To me, credence wasn't that important to the plot. Like, it didn't bother me so much that credence was there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, yeah, it's like you know, stop trying to make credence happen. Yeah. But Credence, but like the Credence storyline, I feel is like one that will definitely come up. Like, oh, well, you know what I mean? It's, I mean, after you find, after you watch the ending, like, you know, it's going to play a big part in the movie. Yeah. Um, it's like this whole movie movies. was trying to be like, oh, this Credence is so important. We have to find Credence. And Grindelwald was like, I'm doing this for Credence. And like, stop trying to make Credence happen. But, but see, to me, like, it was, it was more about like, to me, it was the mystery of like, wait why is credence so important why do you need him mm-hmm. why are you do why are you doing this like what is your big what is your big yeah. move that you're trying to do 
Um, and it's, and especially like at the end and not so much with Credence, but with Dumbledore, um, when they reveal why Dumbledore doesn't move against, um, yeah, doesn't move against Grindelwald. I was like, Oh, okay. Now it makes more sense. And I will Um, say, I do appreciate that because when you look at the trailers, it just looked like I can't move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. It seems like, mm -hmm. oh, there's going to be another prophecy. It's going to be another chosen one prophecy, but that's not the case. And I did appreciate that there was an explanation for that. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. speaking of why we find out credence is so important to me, it just brings up more questions. Like it, it do, the it way does. it's revealed is cool. I will give it that, but it brings up so many questions. It adds to okay, if this is the case, why wasn't it a bigger deal in the lore we already know? Mm-hmm. And that adds to okay, now how does this affect this timeline? Why is this person here? That there's a who okay. There's there's two characters in this movie. One um, is pretty... It's heavily... She's heavily in the movie. And, the, and the, again, this is nothing against any of the actors. This is... My problems with Credence isn't because of Ezra Miller. I think mm-hmm. he gives it 100%. But it's the writing that just destroys mm-hmm. it. And there's a character in this... That it's revealed who this person is, um, but there's no reason for her to be this character. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. feels like, oh, it's we're like, oh, it'll be explained in another movie. But you say who she is, and she doesn't play any part in this story. There's no mm-hmm. reason for her to be here. And there's another person in this movie. I won't spoil who it is. But you see this person in a few little cameo scenes. Um, it doesn't type, match. Type it, it in. Does type not. in the group chat, Mummy. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm getting lost. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like getting lost in who you're talking about here. Sorry. Um, I think I think I I think I know who you're talking about, and 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 to to a degree, I I I definitely can agree with you. Yeah. Um. It it makes no sense in the timeline. For this. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't too thrown off by her. It, it was cool to see her, but it just like, wait, what? This person shouldn't even be alive yet. This is who I thought you were talking uh, about. Oh, no. No, that's the, um, that's the part. I know why, I know why this person is in the movie. Mm-hmm. I know why that person... This person serves as a stepping stone for Newt to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also for that person, that whole... That's what I was talking about, the whole Spaceballs moment. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's... Again, I want the... It had potential. It really had potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just with these glaring problems in the script, in the timeline, with throwing things in just to con- just to connect it with the Potter stories, even though they serve no purpose in the plot, keeps me from saying, keeps me from getting excited for the next one. 
Because it's like, if there's five movies, it's just going to be the same thing. It's just mm. going to be another filler movie. They're doing what they're doing with the Hobbit movies, where they're just adding stuff to fill the plot so they can get a certain amount of movies. Oh, see, I don't, I don't think so. I just, the, I, the Potter, I, the Potter movies literally. I mean, the second, not Potter movies, the the second Hobbit movie literally ended with Smaug leaving. Like, it's called The Desolation of Smaug. And yet, Smaug's only in there for, like, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know? Whereas, like, Climbs of Grindelwald, I I don't know. I went into the movie expecting to see Grindelwald and the Rise of Grindelwald. And I got that. Like, yeah, there's, like, the whole Credence stuff. And, yeah, there are certain characters. There's definitely, like, some fan service moments in the, in the movie. There's a lot but of fan service all, in this. But, but ultimately, I'm like... I got what I wanted. Like I didn't ex I I didn't know what to expect. My expectations were very low to begin with because I thought Fantastic Beasts as as much as I love the Harry Potter universe, I just thought that Fantastic Beasts, the first one, I thought it was a hot mess. Like they yeah. did not they did not know how to tell a good story. That was some bad writing. And then this next... one I went into it and I sat there and I was like I was like, okay, all right. Like I know I know exactly what we're getting into. Like we're starting it off we're starting off strong. Grindelwald is like kicking ass and taking names with the Elder Wand. Like, let's go. Then we got Newt and 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 you know and 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 I'm and I'm starting to get like a sense of like who Newt is. I don't like you said. I think that was a. I think you hit the nail right on the head with that with that uh, Eddie Redmayne comment. I think that that was a clear. Finally, I'm like okay, I get it now. I get why Newt is the way that he is, and I'm almost certain that Eddie Redmayne played Newt a little bit differently because he wasn't so whispery. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't do his typical like. Eddie Redmayne thing that got him an Oscar. He did like, I'm going to play a character now in the Harry Potter universe that might be on the spectrum. And I appreciated that. Like, I was like, I was like, all right, great. This is wonderful. Um, you know, I just, I just, the whole, I loved, I, I, I didn't think Nagini was done poorly at all. I thought Nagini no, was, was the great. The actress playing Nagini was, was fine, but yeah, she I, was the character I was talking about. She served no purpose in this movie. She, she didn't, she didn't, but I think that you need, you need to establish her early because eventually you have to explain how did Nagini end up with Voldemort. Was what anyone really switch? asking that question, though? Well, once you... I, I, I am. Uh, after one, now that I know that she was a human, I want to know, like, wait. Everything. Yeah, I want... And especially at the by the end of the movie, I'm sitting there like, wait. So how does she end up with Voldemort? I don't... Having not seen the movie, I don't have an issue with them creating... Not even a like problem, but creating points. a plot point to carry us through up to, you know, uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Or to any point in between. Um, if them creating this whole Nagini issue takes us through the next three movies, awesome. But for them to create a question in my mind that I wouldn't have had otherwise, I'm into that. Um, and if it does turn out to be like a fan service thing, 
I'm into it. I I am a Potter fan, and there has been a hole in my life, so <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> There's been a hole yeah. in my life. <laughs> I think another be unnecessarily dramatic about it. Look, just go to Harry Potter World, and that that hole gets filled real quick. You know, it might even rejuvenate you, like it did. It me. did. It really did. <laughs> uh, I will not lie to you. It uh, it helped. But now I need that next fix. <laughs> I think I have a problem. the biggest problem, though, lies in when we're talking about both of these movies. Right. I honestly think they should have been separate franchises. I have no problem with developing the wizarding world. There's so many stories that J.K. still has to tell, and she still tells them well. I'm one of the mm-hmm. few people that actually like Cursed Child. Oh. Do people not like Cursed Child? No. I think really? the script the script is a little iffy, but when you see it, it works so much better visually. Oh, I, I enjoyed reading it. I, I was like, um, it wasn't Scorpius, the best. Like, Scorpius Malfoy is one of my favorite characters now. You can tell that it's not a 100% J.K. Rowling production. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like... The heart is as there. As far as, like, the story, like... This like the basic story. I'm like, it's there. I get it. Like I this is a nice kind of continuation yeah. I think of I, the story. I think I definitely went into it with astronomically high expectations. Mm. Uh so I think that's my own fault. Yeah. But <laughs> And that might have been my problem with Grindervald. I think I was just I was expecting it to be better than the first mm-hmm. one. And just like the problems it and it has to be. Yeah. The first one had so many problems. Yeah. I just I just think that it's comparatively, I think this one was the stronger movie. Now now it I had agree, to be. No, you're right. And I and I agree with you, Lee. I think that I I will I will say that I can definitely see where you're coming from as far mm-hmm. as like this being a stepping stone to other movies. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Um but I mean that's something that we can expect from you know, you announce you announce that now they they can't all be like you know, and and I hate to, you know, once again bring up Marvel as an example, but Marvel does a great job of having those one-off movies before you get to the Avengers movie. Yeah, and I feel like that's something that a lot of movies struggle with. You know, with with this franchise, you know, I feel like they could have made Crimes of Grindelwald make it a standalone movie. Exactly. Make it, make it, make it something that you don't need to have watched Fantastic Beasts, although it helps. Yes. You don't need to see the next movie, although it will enrich your experience. Yes. You can watch Crimes of Grindelwald and be like, you know what? That was a great movie. Yeah. End it, of it's day. It's almost like an opposite effect where it felt in the first Fantastic Beasts, it felt like the Grindervold story was forced into that plot. But now with Grindervold, it feels like the Fantastic Beast has been forced onto the Grindervold plot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. feel like if they, they wanted to tell a Fantastic Beast, then tell a Fantastic Beast in that movie. If they wanted to tell Grindervold's story, then yeah, yeah. tell it in an, in another. I think you're right. There's so well, much room for the Potter universe to expand and continue to 
you know, yes. be everywhere. There's so many more so, stories to tell. Like, there's so give many us a, stories. Give us a give us a one-off movie about the founding of Hogwarts with the oh. original people. Yes. You know what would yes. make a fantastic movie? That mm. the story of Ilvermorning. That is a fan fascinating mm. story. Mm. Give me an Ilvermorning movie. Give me a Bogarts movie. Well, give me. Well, give me know, everything. I, I want it all. Well, and this is the thing. I said this about the first movie. Um, and I think, and I think, Lindley, I think you agreed on the show where I was like, Fantastic Beasts should have just been about Newt catching beasts. Yes. Don't even, don't even bring up Credence. Don't bring up Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. It should have just been about him catching the beast. Now, exactly. Now, you want to reveal later on that that was the reason why he was there. Like, he was sent there because of Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's, that, that okay. to me, that's great writing because then that, you know what that does? That makes me look at uh, Fantastic Beasts again and I'm like, oh, snap. Like, oh, that's why he did that. Because, and Connections. like, it, right. It makes it, it makes it better. You know, again, it doesn't I think, make it, mm-hmm. it makes it better. It it's, enriches the, the universe and enriches the film going experience. You exactly. know what? And you know what? I think it, you know, in, and I'm not even going to use uh, Marvel as an example of this. I'm going to use Harry Potter itself as oh. an example. Look at, um, what was it? When the Horcruxes were first mentioned, right? And they brought up the diadem. Did anybody else know, well, did anybody else look back? I know you didn't notice the first time because nobody paid attention to that, to that, that one sentence. Did anybody look back at the page when they first went into the room of requirement? And yes. they saw the diadem. And they're like, ah. Oh. And they're like, and I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, it was in there. It was in it the was book right from the you. beginning. Like, she <laughs> outlined all of the Horcruxes for you ahead of time. Way ahead of time. Yes. Even the ring. Even the, the ring was so in there. So ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, to me, from an audience perspective, that just made me feel so smart. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah. what you want your audience to yeah. feel. You want your audience to feel smart. You don't want to spoon feed them. And I think that with this franchise, I think there is a little fear that the audience won't be as quick. Mm-hmm. Which And they've always had that fear because remember, J.K. Rowling would tell them, like, I'm not going to tell you the end but you need to make sure Creature is in this movie. Yeah. Like, no, Creature's a horrible character. Like, why would we keep him in there? No. Because I told you to. Right. And they're Because I said so. Right. Like, because you're going to screw yourselves like you did with, um, ooh, what did they do that, that, like, royally screwed them? It was, like, some, like, relationship thing. Oh. Was it Ginny? Oh, Ginny! Remember, because Ginny was, like, so uh, underdeveloped I don't even want to talk about Lady Ginny. By the time they got to like the relationship, they were like, oh, wow, we have to make her a person? Yeah, they're like, ah, she's not just an obscure background redhead? Ah. Oh, that's why you had her staring at him for like... Three books? (laughs) Stupid sister. now they're going to fall in love? Ah, she has no personality or dimension or depth or any redeeming quality whatsoever. (laughs) I guess we should fix that in a hot five minutes. (laughs) Now you're in love. Congratulations. Later, we're just going to have you do one one episode. We're just going to call you back on. You're just going to do the entire Harry Potter series. 
but like you're just gonna explain it just like that. I would be <laughs> delighted. The first, I would be delighted. Like the first ones. I know we Up won't until... discuss this. Elena, what is mm. your Hogwarts house? I'm a Slytherin, proudly. Oh, we're not the same person. <gasps> oh. No, no. Can you guess what? What can you guess what uh, Lily is? Oh, come on now. Do you guess what I am? Don't give her any hints, Marcus. I'm not. I'm Strictly based on what I know of you uh-huh. uh, over the past two hours, uh, my th- you're a Hufflepuff or a Ravenclaw. I'm a Ravenclaw. All right. Oh, hands down, Ravenclaw. Oh, what am I? You're a Hufflepuff. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, you're a Hufflepuff. Oh my God, do we have all four houses? <gasps> no. <gasps> We have all four houses oh on the oh, I, guess I just gave my house away. Hey, Marcus be- is a Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> but it's me. But it's because it's because I'm a Gryffindor. That's why. I, that's why I wanted to. That's why I wanted to put it out there. Because we just kick the door in. We don't ask questions. We just kick the door in. Just do shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that note ladies and gentlemen i think it's time we go to bed yes oh, yes, yes yes before before marcus drops any more uh curse words on the air uh Elena, what it, are you gonna do about it it was so wonderful having you on the air i'm I know so it, glad yes. i got to be here i know it's unplanned at but, all but you are you are more than welcome to be oh, back on the air thanks. anytime you want anytime you're back in town um we usually uh, like to end the show with like promoting ourselves, letting everybody know like what we're doing. If you, if you want people to follow you, if you want to remain on the grid, you can just be like, I'm Elena. Bye. I'm Elena. I don't have a grid. <laughs> yes. But I Jeez. am a Slytherin. <laughs> so if there's, any, if there's any Slytherins out there. Uh, know that you're represented here. Just for one night only. Uh, Lindley, Ravenclaw, where, where, uh, I said, where are you representing? Uh, <laughs> where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can find me on Instagram, mostly at Little Lottie. That's L-O-T-T-I-E. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I've got a cosplay page there. Little Lottie, one word, cosplay. And yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Steven, where can the folks at home reach you, bud? Folks at home, follow me on YouTube. I have two channels. One is Steven's Workshop, and the other is Bailey's Film Workshop. And folks at home, you can always reach me um, on my Twitter at Mark Leroy, M-A-R-C underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. You can also hear me on Not So Famous with Mitchell Hansen um, every other week. So uh, this week, you have uh, Popcorn Prattle, and next week, you're going to get a little bit of Not So Famous. Um, and in a couple of weeks slash couple of months, um, you will see me as the lead role in Continuum Force, a new sci-fi audio drama. Hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Um, hope you guys will give that a listen as well. It's going to be my first audio, official audio drama. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Y'all excited. It's going to be... Full excited. of excitement. Yeah. Yeah. It's because I'm a Gryffindor. We're full of excitement. Full of something. And bad choices. There you go. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> did Ravenclaw, sorry, before we end the show, did Ravenclaw stay at the Battle of Hogwarts? Did they, did they fight? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Hufflepuff I, I did, I know. The Hufflepuff definitely did. I remember like the Slytherins went to the dungeon. Gryffindors, of course, stayed. 
Hufflepuff stayed. I don't remember them saying anything about the Ravenclaws. And they were smart enough to avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we're going to hide the room requirement. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I remember that it was just the Slytherins were like, peace out, bye. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to look that up. I don't know. I feel like I'd have a problem dueling my parents, but hey, <laughs> we're not all evil. Not all Slytherins. Not all Slytherins are racist. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> We'll make with anybody that gets us some pure bloods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are standards? Well, Flitwick, I know Flitwick, um, Flitwick is a Ravenclaw and I know he stayed. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, uh, uh, Lovegood, Luna. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, but she doesn't, she's not like a background Ravenclaw. No. <laughs> well, she's Cho, a, Cho she's, stayed. Yeah. Also, like a core <laughs> DA member. She's important. Who? Cho. And Cho, Luna. Cho, Cho ratted Harry out. Don't even give me that. <sighs> Anyways. He's in love with her for a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. I was so... We'll talk, we'll talk we'll after talk the later. show. We'll talk later. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Audience, wait, wait, wait. I found, I found the answer. answer. Um, oh, you found the answer? Oh, okay. It's funny here. <laughs> Gryffindor House rose almost immediately, followed by Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Ha ha! Oh, Ravenclaws stay before Hufflepuff. Mm. Well, I mean, Ravenclaw. Sit here and lie to me and tell me that the Hufflepuffs weren't three quarters of the way back in the Great Hall. Go ahead. Hufflepuffs were like, "Wait, what's happening?" Yeah, exactly. They're like, "I don't know." <laughs> no, no Ravenclaws were like, <laughs> Hufflepuffs are extremely loyal, so I have no doubt that they stayed. They were like, "All right, yeah." Yeah, but they were, give, give, they were probably, give Hufflepuff some credit. No, I'm giving I'm giving your house some credit. Ravenclaws were probably like, yeah, don't worry, we got strategy. We got all the strategies. Gryffindors, you're in the front line. Yes. Gryffindors are like, Can yeah, fodder. let's do oh, it. Oh, man, now I made myself sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, who was it, George or Fred? Was it George? No, it was Fred. No, it's Fred. It's Fred. It's Fred. Oh. R.I.P. Fred. Anyway, sorry. We we keep trying to leave. All right, guys. We're done. Audience, we have had a lovely time talking with you guys. Lindley, Steven, Helena, we are good. So, audience, I leave you with this. From all of us, all of you, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now. Make good choices.